hello and welcome to another First Impressions podcast. And as you just heard, we have very exciting news. We now have a theme song. Yay! Yay! It's so great. I love it. It's so catchy. Yeah, it's really cute, really catchy. And um, uh, was your friend Kate? Yeah, so my friend Kate from college has taken the brave step of becoming a freelance um, musician. And she decided she wasn't happy in what she was doing. And she did that thing that we all wish we could do, where she decided she was going to live her dream. So uh, one of her first commissions was from Moi. And I asked her to compose oh, a theme song for us. Sweet. And it turned out so well. Yeah, it turned out super And cute. I will... Um, Put information on the Facebook page yeah, uh, to link to Kate's site so you can all see her. She's amazing. Uh, thank you, Kate, so much. We love it. Yay. And so we're getting closer and closer to becoming like a real podcast. After t- <laughs> It's almost been three years, but yeah, we're, so we're yeah. inching towards <laughs> becoming a real yes. podcast. But we should say who we are. Uh, I'm Kristen. And I'm Maggie. And actually, I got some feedback uh, the other day that we sound too similar and well, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can really do. We about have it. to apparently say more like, um, like one way to address this: be like, "Well, Maggie." <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, come on. You got. You guys can just know who's who. It's because Kristen is making the excellent points, <laughs> and Maggie is making <laughs> the goofy, non-good points. And I so- mean, I'm sorry that our voices might sound similar on the podcast, but like, there's literally nothing we can do about it. I'm not gonna no. like change my. No, just trust me. Just everybody, trust me. If you hear a point, you think it's a good point. It came from Kristen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. We'll no, it's that. I obviously am kidding. Um, <laughs> we are Christine and Maggie. We are both equally brilliant and equally hilarious. <laughs> and equally good looking. And equally good looking. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to look at each other in person. Yay! In person. I'm in Boise. Yay. It's very exciting. I get to show her Idaho for the first time. Yay. No, it's great. It's- <laughs> we went hiking today in the foothills with beautiful mountains. Um, and Boise is very nice. It's very refreshing to be in a, a smaller size city uh, that's easy to get around. People are really nice. It's I'm, I'm loving my visit so far. Yeah, it's a very outdoorsy place. Maggie was like, I want, I need to be active. And I was like, well, girl, you are coming to the right place. So she and Kevin hauled my ass up and down. Yeah. Those no, today. She, I was lagging behind. Maggie was conquering the mountain. I just do. I want to get it over with. So I uh, <laughs> and we took Suki, our little, my little dog. Yes, I've met Suki. Uh-huh. She's very cute. She just walked out of the room. <laughs> she heard her name. <laughs> Uh, she's our mascot. So we have a mascot. We have a theme song. We are good to yes, go. We are good to go. And today we are doing uh, a continuation of our movie commentary uh, series. And I wanted to take a moment to thank everybody for sticking with us during the movie commentaries. If you if you came to us for more scholarly, uh, learned content, it's been tough because I've gone back to graduate school, so I don't have the same amount of time to study up and to prepare. But uh, and to edit the podcast. But the good news is, um, if you're missing that, that this summer I won't have class, and we are already talking about reading a book called "What Matters in Jane Austen" by John Mullen, who is a uh, scholar who's highly uh, recommended to us by Lona Manning, one of our super fans. We should also do um, "Among the Janeites," right? Yes, kind of we like have to do thing. "Among yeah. the Janeites." I know you have strong feelings. Oh, I know, but it's such a good book, and and it it. Perfectly, but to his, as much as I have feelings about the, the the author, 
that book really doesn't per perfectly encapsulate the sort of dual personality yeah. or multiple personalities of the mm -hmm. Austin uh, movement. And I think we embody those personalities on our podcast as well. But Kristen, we do also have to finish discussing Pride and Prejudice, the book. Oh yeah, there's a third episode. <laughs> yeah, to go. we promised that we still have we still have um from Lydia running away yeah. to the end to cover. Dude, I don't even remember what we said in the first few well, episodes. Well, that's okay. We don't have to remember because then it will be fresh, right? Yes. We're be talking about the end of the book, so it won't. And the good thing is, it is recorded. Right? <laughs> I, I can, can always listen to it. Memory. But how will you tell our voices apart? I will. I will have no idea. <laughs> well, I'll just know I'm the brilliant one. Obviously, okay. I don't so. like this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being very cheeky. I don't like this gag. I'm being very cheeky today. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, it's not. It's That's not okay. Me. You should have seen us yesterday because, of course, as we do, as soon as Kristen picked me up from the airport, we went to a wine bar oh and God. then went shopping, and we were in our own movie montage. <laughs> we were we melted shopping plastic, plastic <laughs> in downtown Boise, and we were shopping away in the Bodo district. Yeah, Bodo. It stands for Boise downtown, and it's ridiculous. Um, but we, yeah, we took Bodo by storm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Kristen, should we get to it? Yeah, we should probably this stop that. This is the babbling. third hour, episode three, if you are, if all your DVD breaks it into one hour increments. So this is the start of episode three. And we're going to start from the beginning of the credits. So yes. this, this lady is going to be sewing for a second here. So you want to hit your start. Um, we going to give a countdown? We want to say three, right. three, two, two, one. one. Oh, don't. Yeah, because now it has a letter. Okay. okay. We fade. Okay. Now it started. Yeah. We're gonna have we're gonna have seen this credit sequence a lot. Oh, I've seen it a lot in my done. life. I usually skip life. it. Oh, do you? TBH. <laughs> I usually skip it. Well, I'll tell you something weird about it is that I know all the names by heart, and it gives me a warm, happy feeling to see the names as though they're my like freaking like friends or so. <laughs> this is how I feel. <laughs> this is how I feel when I'm listening to a Harry Potter American audiobook or watching Pushing Daisies. As soon as Jim Dale starts talking, mm. I just feel like, oh, everything's okay. So I'm back in my happy place. Relaxed. I'm in a fantasy world. Um, as soon as I hear that Carl Davis piano, it's like, <sighs> I can exhale. Just, yeah. And here we have the two gals two running down the lane because they have some news to share that Charlotte Lucas has worked her magic on Mr. Collins. Everyone looks suitably shocked. In yeah. a second. Here we go. To Charlotte Lucas, like they, Charlotte. even their faces are like, she's accepted him. We cannot process Well, this, this. is like a day later. I know, right? Yeah. After he proposed to Lizzie. It's just the most bizarre behavior. And, you know, everybody has to act like it's no, you know, like totally acceptable. And, you know, it's just this really close friendship between them that leads Elizabeth to sort of pull Charlotte aside and for Charlotte to say, like, why should you be surprised? Yeah. And it really brings the rift between them out in the open for the first time. I think it shows how, I mean, look, you can be close friends with someone when it's easy to be close friends with someone. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then Charlotte is like, how can you be surprised? And Lizzie's like, how can I not be surprised? And they've never had their diametric viewpoints really challenged before. This has never They've joked about it. Yeah, but. because every time it comes up, it's like, oh, it's treats it as a joke. Yeah, and it's and hypothetical. Like, you would never believe, fully believes, you would never act that way yourself. And like, Charlotte's like, girl, <laughs> just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think the actress who plays um, Charlotte Lucas does a great job here in being very, uh, even in her delivery, where she's like, he can offer me a comfortable home. 
I love her speaking voice. I find her speaking speaking voice very, very soothing. Yes, it's very soothing. But My yeah, Lizzie. Not everyone is the same, you know. Yeah, she's and then Lizzie freaks out to Jane, which I love. Yeah, I know you have to go to your bestie and be like, "What?" Lose your it's mind. like her her rant online. Yes, yes. I say that to my mom all the time, Kristen. I say, "Yes, but Lizzie, you do not make allowances for different for differences of situation and temper." <laughs> <laughs> when she's freaking out about how someone could do something, I'll say that. That's a great line. And this is totally off the point, but Jane's hair looks super beautiful yeah. and blonde. Is that from scene. the book? Is the differences of situation and temper? Situation and temper. Gosh, I think it is. And I, I really wish I could quote the book accurately, but I'm bad at quoting Pride and Prejudice because the movie just gets in my head. Yeah, it's hard to differentiate, honestly, mm-hmm. especially She's since he did pull so much. Magazine. But I will Google it and find out. Yes. I just, and this is also a digression, but their costumes and those beautiful little lace things and those little wooden crosses nestled right in there, like hollows of their It's just every time I watch this movie, it's a visual treat. Yeah. And they have to sort of reflect, like, I doubt, you know, oh, dear Jane, I doubt you'll have to make this decision between marrying for love and more material considerations. Mm-hmm. And and Jane's like really acknowledges it. She's like, well, though you may perhaps. And then right then the letter comes in. Oh, the Bingleys have left Neverfield. And all oh, of a sudden, part's so sad. all of her hopes are deflated. Mm-hmm. And you then, do not make allowance enough for difference of situation and temper. Oh, it is from the Pride, and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice, chapter one of volume two. Excellent. Chapter 24. Yeah. All right. So that's a quote. <laughs> Because <laughs> I didn't want to attribute any brilliance to a man when it <laughs> when was clearly due to Jane Austen. <laughs> oh, her Charles. Charles. <laughs> when Georgiana meets. Uh, oh, dear Georgiana. And I love how you realize it's a movie. You realize later, oh, this isn't imagined. This is from her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they are like all hanging out together. Although Darcy's smiling there. I never yeah. noticed that. I think that's her. Like you were saying, yeah. her imagination. And she's right. You know, they do all want that match. Mm-hmm. But um, Georgiana doesn't necessarily. Well, except not the people actually involved. Oh, like right. Georgiana and Darcy. Oh, right. <laughs> but like with Darcy smiling and the two sisters yeah. looking on complacently. And then the two principals not necessarily knowing that they're being manipulated because they're both the sweetest, mm-hmm. most unsuspecting people. Oh, it's so sad. I just don't like it when Jane is so sad. You know. It's like Willow and Buffy. When Willow cries, you just want to cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alice, Alice and Hannigan. She's just the sweetest little heart. Mm-hmm. Um, does it, It's just more horrible when bad things happen to good and naive people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It just seems like so much worse. Right. When bad things happen to me, it's like, well, that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Karma's come back around. Bitch, <laughs> karma's a bitch. Oh, but with Jane, but she is not a real person. <laughs> well, right. But and I know this thing where like your best friend is trying to build up your confidence. Like, no, yeah. he really loves you, Jane. You have to believe me. Which that, is what maybe anyone, that's not good. you know. But you all you want to hear that, but then you can never completely yeah. believe it. Kevin tells me things to build me up all the time, and I'm like. What? I can't do possibly you build me up, Kevin. <laughs> I can't believe you. And it's just do you? Know, oh my God! Do you know what I just figured out? What? So they're wearing these like very cute matching red cloaks, 
that totally match the red uniform. Oh my God. Yes. Of the men they're obsessed yes, with. Yes. And also red is seen as like a color a of sexy like color. sexy yeah. and like, you know, yeah. The, the um, scarlet letter. Right. right. Ugh, how did I never notice that? That's such a good observation. And it's true. They're so matchy matchy with their clothes yeah. and they look matchy matchy with their. Yeah. They belong the with matchy. the officers. They, they, like yes. they have firmly established they're them as being in that. Real ladies. Yeah. Um, and I always wonder because Lydia's cap that she has does not cover her face. So what if she gets a sunburn? Well, I mean, at some point you have to make allowances for differences <laughs> of situation <laughs> and books and movies and fashion where we, but we want to show the actress's face, right. right? It's like, if you watch any sci-fi movie, as soon as they can, they get they astronauts to helmet. take off their helmet or the superhero movies or Game of Thrones when they're in like sub-zero temperatures, and they have nothing. Yeah. On and head. the reason why is we need to see we the actor's see face. face. Yeah. Um, Someone will be like, I'm taking it off. And someone else is like, no, don't do it. Then we don't know about the officer. <laughs> okay, it's all right. We can all take ours. Yes. Right, <laughs> yes. Um, and here they have this. Um, They're Wickham. so good at being awkward. Wickham. Like liking each other and being yes. flirty. Wickham and Elizabeth walking side by side. And their body language is very restrained. But she has sort of her top half turned mm -hmm. toward him a little bit. They in lean a very together. Flirty, in a very flirty way with like mm -hmm. her arms back. So she's sort of... Um, very flirty. So I don't necessarily have to be with a tall man, but I do think it's very like cute when you have to like look at each other like that. Because oh, he's much taller than he, her. Yeah, so is Colin first. She must yeah. be very tiny. Yeah. Or maybe those guys are just huge. I just feel like most people on television are smaller than you. Think. Smaller than you think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for Colin Firth is massive. Yeah. Um, and they're all having fun. Mm -hmm. He is so, and he's so cute in person now too. Yeah, as like an older guy, Adrian Lucas. Yes, yeah. I think he's very cute. Except yeah. you know he was the murderer in Midsummer. Murder, right, so. he was the murderer in Midsummer. Murder. Well, spoilers. what does she whisper in Denny's ear? Oh. What, is, what do you think Lydia's whispering in his ear? I don't like. What does she whisper? Like something like, "I will call upon you tomorrow before you are dressed." Oh, oh mm. <laughs> but yeah, she runs out, whispers in his ear, and it's such a cute little thing that they added. To illustrate her flirty personality and all her curls bouncing behind mm -hmm. her. She's very movement. good at playing. I mean, she's the actress is like 24 oh, here. Gosh. She's and she's great. playing 15. But she actually, I think she really does capture that. It's Julia Swahala? Sawala? Sa whatever. I don't know. She's very good at capturing that like youthful exuberance. Yes. Which is surprising because isn't it on Absolutely Fabulous? She's like the straight character. Yes. You know, she's a, well, she's a fantastic actor. She's also very good in Lark Rise to Candleford, if you've ever seen oh, that. No, I do need to watch that. She's another. Costume drama. Uh, here's Mary. Oh, Mary, shut up. Taking Nobody very careful. That's, that's the eye roll. Thank but you. But that's what's so great about this scene is Mary is right. You do, you know, Elizabeth has been prejudiced yeah. against Darcy, and she has not taken very careful. But nobody listens to Mary before yeah, Mary's rolling her eyes. <laughs> See? Yeah, when morality is presented in this very stiff, stern, stick up your butt kind of way, you're not going to listen. Yeah. Um, but if Jane would only say it like this, mm -hmm. then everyone would listen. <laughs> Of course, Elizabeth, as much as she loves Jane, is also going to talk away, toss away all yeah. Jane's pronouncements. Do you think it's harmful that Lydia – I'm sorry. Do you think it's harmful that Lizzie keeps encouraging Jane to, like, hold out hope? I don't. I think Lizzie herself is holding out hope. So I, I mean, all they know it's... is that he's gone right yes. now. They don't know that. But by all logic – I mean, and Lizzie's right, like – he was clearly in love with Jane. Yeah. So there is reason to hope. I think we talked about this in 
the book discussion about how awful it must have been for her to just have them go on, on and, and on, on about on. her heartbreak. Yeah. And um, okay, so we just found out that Bingley's actually like super gone, gone to another field. It's true. It is true that line. Yeah. And then their dad's not helpful at all. <sighs> Next to being married, a girl likes to be crossed in love, love not again. Yeah. Except, you know, in another year, I'll be an old maid. Except this is a personal tragedy on a very personal scale. And, and it's like our future. Um, opportunity. It's like the the only opportunity we really had to save the family. Okay, Dad. Yeah, and he sees his daughters as a joke. I mean, he sees yeah. everything as an opportunity for for a joke. But what's sad is he sees his daughters' emotional lives as a joke. I mean, it's misogyny. It's baked into the time, but it's still really mm. awful. Well, he also seems very blasé about the fact that you know this was one of the best opportunities the family had for securing themselves after he's gone. Yeah. And he doesn't care about that at all. I think Look how tiny the print is on that newspaper. <laughs> yeah, super tiny print on the newspaper. Who the hell could read that? But I think he's emotionally insulating himself as well. Like he's oh checked God. out emotionally a long time ago from the know. family. So he just doesn't want to feel it or care about it. Again, like it's hard. It's bad. It's not good. I'm not defending Yeah, him. it's just, it's hard with the show versus the book because in the book, yes, in the movie, it's harder to, I mean, he does seem to care about them. In the show, which is the actor. I don't know. He's just a gentle, kind sort of man who's having to play this sort of cratchety old guy. Yeah. Oh, she's Susanna Susanna Harker? Yes. She's so good. Yeah. Jane is underrated, I think, a lot in this. She does not get the... um, Her props she deserves. Yeah, her delivery is quiet while being very emotional at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is an interesting point. Like, I have nothing to reproach him with. Yeah. He never made any promises to Mm -hmm. me. And I just, you just hate that feeling of, I'm such an idiot. You know, like, just this feeling of the rug being pulled out from under you and everything I thought I knew is wrong. And it's incredibly hard. It's hard to do the commentary for this. Because I don't like talking when Jane's I know. Yeah, I want to listen to it. I want to watch. And this is the line. There are a few people whom I really love. Even fewer of whom I think well. Just like us, we want to love Mr. Bennett. We can't think well of him. No. Bayo com- Bay comes at me with his, like, Mr. Bennett apologist. And I'm like, no. Get out of here. <laughs> and this is Elizabeth's sort of questionable thing where it's, she's like, I'm going to push you to London. I'm going to push you to London and push you back into Bingley's sphere. Isn't this, is this how it goes down in the book or is this different? I feel like it's different. Or maybe Jane's just gone longer. Is it the gardeners who invite her to London in the book? Yeah. They come, they have like an earlier visit or yes. something. Or they write her a letter or something. The gardeners like here, the gardeners have just arrived and they're here for Christmas. Okay. Right. I guess. I don't know. I'd have to go back in the timeline. I don't know. I do remember hearing though that, Jane Austen kept impeccable timelines of her story. Yes. She knew exactly how much time was passing, where everybody was. Yes. And clearly, I don't remember any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's winter when Jane goes to London because right. that's when you went to London. I mean, London was so smelly and awful in the summer, right? Yeah. Um, and also, you get snowed in at home. Oh, yes. That's true. Um, yeah. And here's Mrs. Bennett. Get yourselves in. I have no desire to be always going into company. Mm-hmm. And she totally does. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> a very mom thing. It's okay. Did you notice that um, Mr. Gardner calls her Fanny? Well, yeah, she's his sister, right? Well, yeah, but the name Fanny 
uh, I think is interesting because it's not in the book. Oh, did he just make that up? I think Davies made it up. And I wonder if he picked it because Fanny is such a hated Oh, uh, I don't know. I think it's also just like a cute name of the time. It could could be a nickname as well. Really, her name was probably Jane. I mean, if she named her first daughter Jane, her name was probably Jane. I will not be naming my first daughter Margaret. (laughs) Which is also interesting. I've always liked the name Virginia. Virginia is a great name. And Abigail. Especially if you live in Virginia, it's a great name. Yeah. I know a Virginia who lives in Virginia. It's very fun. I like the name Abigail too, from Abigail Adams. There we here we are at the party, learning about the new fashions for long sleeves. I like how Mrs. Gardner clearly is like, oh Jesus, uh, these people. <laughs> and Mrs. Phillips and Mrs. Bennett are. Oh, Jane would have got him if she could, which is it. You know, making this all about getting your man, baiting the hook, mm-hmm. um, and then they're all pissed off and. They're just like, oh, excuse me, I'm yelling. Um, like in the music man, the pick a little, talk a little ladies. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, I oh, Kristen. Music man. Oh, no. Kristen. <laughs> Everyone out there who knows anything about good musicals knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but what I was going to say was it's funny that these two ladies have been married for so long to their husbands and they're no longer sympathetic to Lizzie's perspective of, mm-hmm. I can't possibly do this. They have these attitudes like marriage is what marriage is. Well, they did it. Yeah, they're like, whatever. That's the way it is. Why do you have to be contrarian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now Wickham is sucking up to Mrs. Pemberley. Yes. Pemberley is the most handsome person. There's a large apartment complex near where I live and one of they have like these names to differentiate them, the areas of it. Yeah. And one's called Derbyshire. Oh. And every time I drive by it, I'm like the most beautiful place in Derbyshire, <laughs> consequently the world. <laughs> it's not that nice. That though. is so cute. <laughs> oh, and here's Lydia in her pink dress with, with her little um, diamonds on it. I feel Mary, like her little, her little hair thing is like the 1800s version of the scrunchie. <laughs> it does kind of look like a scrunchie. Yeah. And oh, look, Mary there's Mary King. King. I don't think I've ever noticed her in that shot she's before. Not a, did you see her looking, giving side eye to Wickham? No, yes. She's looking flirty. She does not look like a pale freckled thing to me, though. She looks oh. very attractive. Here's one of the biggest laugh lines uh, in the whole movie. Fine girls, are they not? <laughs> oh, they have yes. arms and legs. Oh, yes. Oh, they have arms and legs enough between them. And are three, the silliest girls. I mean, I feel like that's what he really thinks of them, though. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And nobody really knows. But then they all give him a look. Look at her. Mrs. Bennett. Yeah, Mrs. Bennett has that sour look. (laughs) (laughs) Phillips rolls her eyes. I never caught that before either. Um, It's so much fun to watch them do the English country dancing, and I'm so glad they kept it in. And I'm so glad they didn't sexy it up, you know? I remember Um, I was reading reviews of this when it first came out when I was a kid, like in the Washington Post and stuff. And they're like, there's so much dancing and card playing. Oh. Like you would think they had nothing else to do. It's like they didn't yeah, they have didn't anything else, else to, do. to do. And it's not boring. I like it. No, it's a very genteel sort of slower paced world. Sort of like watching the British Bake Off. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, this God, world so of everybody good. being very genteel. <laughs> okay, but Mary King definitely has her eye on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You better watch out, Wicca. Here, here are the girls being catty about Mary King. Wickham has I think on. Charlotte knows exactly what's going yeah, on. Look Charlotte, at her face. Charlotte looks very cynical. Lizzie does not. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this part where she like a- actually expresses fear about 
getting married. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of fear in her eyes. Like, you will come to me. Mm-hmm. I always kind of cringe when she says, we'll spend the wedding night at Lucas Lodge. Which is always weird to spend it at your own ha- your parents' house anyway. Um, yeah, Charlotte's having like a pa- – this is like a panic attack. This is the thoughts. Charlotte version of a panic I'll, attack. Yeah, I will depend on hearing from you very often. Yes, will you promise to be one of the party? Okay, but Mariah's great. Yeah. Let's not undersell Mariah. Yeah, let's not undersell Mariah. She's adorably clueless. Um, yeah. Yes, you can scarcely avoid. Oh, God. Can you imagine, though, like when you know you're getting married to Mr. Collins? Uh, <laughs> this actress who plays She's Mariah, great. She was also in the British version of The Office. And oh, yeah. Oh, my too. God. That's yeah. who she is. Yeah. Now I'm doing this to you. Usually you do it to me. It's she like, was the like the Pam character, yes, right? Oh, my she God. With Martin Freeman. Oh. Yes. She's such a gorgeous woman. I do just adore her. She just yeah. she is so great. So angelic. Um, and funny. She's just so funny. She has great comedic sense. Like I was saying last time I listened to a podcast and they said, just keep your eye on her mm-hmm. in the background. She's always doing something yeah, funny. Yeah, she's always – and she's bought into the whole – oh, and we just had that great line, beauty is not the only virtue, mm-hmm. which Charlotte delivers. I mean, she's back to being practical Charlotte again after having that moment of sort of weakness. Oh, and oh, here we really are cold. in winter. Just, their houses must have been so cold. Oh, They're just all bundled imagine. up. They've been in the house. Yes. Um. And the the set design where they you're looking through the frosty mm-hmm. windows and they've frosted up the outside of that. Gorgeous this is house. the time passes montage. Yes, I guess it's not really a montage because it's lines, but yes. And Kitty's line: "I wish that someone would die and leave me ten thousand pounds, and then all the officers would be madly in love with me." Mm-hmm. Sort of shows that even they know that the yeah. currency is not necessarily how lovable you are; it's your money, <laughs> which is just a sad. Yeah. What a f- sad, frustrating way to live. Is it really better now, though? Because now it seems like beauty is one of the only virtues. Like money is less important now if you're a woman. And yeah. now it's all about your appearance. Your beauty. Although, I mean, I, I mean, I'd like, like to say that's not true. I'd like to know. say that's not true. I feel like um, we're all crushed under that. And we're all on this treadmill and we're all like constantly frustrated about it. But then when you look at people who fall in love and get married, it's the same as it always was, where it's people who are of any, you know. But it's just so much harder, I mean, to find the right person. But I think it's sort of maybe better in a way. You know, you connect on personality. Yeah. I don't know. There are lots of ups and downs. And I shouldn't act like, oh, it's all okay, because it's not. We all freak out about the way we look constantly. What we were talking about, about that new Amy Schumer movie. Yeah. Yes. I feel pretty. And about me, like, thinking, like, oh, I'll get, like, the Juvederm facial fillers or whatever. Yeah. For my, you know, like, you just obsess over it and you spend all this money and it's Well, so I think it also goes to show that, you know, it's been 200 and some years and not much has changed. Oh, not that much has changed. Oh, here, Caroline Bingley. Is Her coming. face. This actress is so good at looking oh, disdainful. Look. Look. I am in... Uh, I am in Sheepside. I am going to get in and out as fast as I can. And, mm-hmm. you know, and there's makes, children yes, running the around children. the house. Yes. Just so she visits Mrs. Gardner and Jane and the children are there. And they're adorable little children, but it doesn't seem like a genteel sort of. Whatever, girl. Like you don't even, you didn't even, you came from a worse place than that. I don't know where she's getting on her. Hires. And so on top of being sort of dumped, Jane has to deal with this Betrayal. fake friend dumping her as well. And in the book, it says, Jane says, 
I can honestly say every attempt at friendship yeah. to advance our intimacy came from Caroline Bangley's side. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's going to cut me in. So it's just like someone comes into your life, treats you well, and then immediately withdraws. And that gives you so much uncertainty and, and lack of confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've had that happen. And it's just, it's constantly undermining your confidence and making you think like, what's wrong with me? What happened? Okay. But it's spring now, Kristen. Be happy. Yay. Spring's happy. We're all happy. And it's, it's April in Boise and our trees are blooming. The sun actually came out. Look out oh the my window. Gosh. It started raining, raining on us off. while we were hiking. Yeah, but now yeah. the sun's out, of course. Yeah. Just as course. it comes out on the show, it comes out in real life. Yeah. This part I think is actually this is probably the least engaging hour of the plot because she you know, they haven't gone on her trip yet. Jane's heart's broken. They're still stuck at Pemberley. Things get moving again once Lizzie leaves. Yes. Well, I think we also get a lull um, after Lydia runs away and then they all go home and it's yeah. just waiting for news, waiting for news, waiting for news yeah. until we get to the happy ending. But yeah, this does feel a little bit like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. Um, but this is where they have this sort of controversial scene that they inserted of Wickham being like, I would wish you to believe me that has circumstances been otherwise. Oh, yeah. And his sword, you know, he's making these, like, this is like a fake romantic uh, encounter. Had old Mr. Darcy never had a son. Oh um, I don't have a problem with this. I feel like he would say that to her. I think that he did genuinely like her. His vanity. He's just playing with her because of his vanity. Yeah, there is that too. But I think that he, I think that the actor plays this as if he did genuinely did, like her. Did Lizzie. genuinely like her. But it's weird when you realize how he never would have friends. married her though. No. Never, never, no, never. No, no, no. And I think they kind of cover that with Mrs. Gardner in the book. Yeah. Where she's like, you need to know this is never going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah. you know that, right? I need to check in with you and make sure you yeah. understand. And, um, and this, I mean, it's amazing because he's like, I hope we shall always be good friends. And then, like, months later, he, like, runs off yeah. with Lydia. And they have to pretend that well, it was what he wanted. Okay, here's why I don't have a problem with that scene being inserted. Because I think it it is ne- it shows us something about their characters. It's not unnecessary. Mm. He says that to her. And then, like you said, two months later, runs off with her best friend. Which makes it It also worse. shows Lizzie's reaction to his engagement, though, just being like, eh, say la vie. Yeah. Like, it happens. Yes. She does have pra- a pragmatic streak. Yep. She understands this is the way the world works. That's not the way she wants it to work for her, but it's like, why? I, there's nothing to be upset about here. Yeah, and I think maybe Charlotte has made her even a little bit more cynical about that kind of thing, mm-hmm. like seeing that happening. And she does think a lot in the book, like, am I in love? Do I love him? And it's like clear now she she was not. Mm. She enjoyed their flirtation. It was fun. She liked him. Right. But she's not going to go cry. She never let it. And she says, too, she's like, if I really had been in love, I would hate the sound of his very name right now. But mm-hmm. I find I can bear it quite cheerfully or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, and then we have the parting scene, which I love her scarf, her plaid scarf. <laughs> it was the scene. The scene just ended. But I wanted to say how much I love her traveling mm-hmm. outfit. He is very dapper. Mm-hmm. Sir, Sir, um, Sir William. William is very turned out with his leather gloves and his cloak and his ascot. 
Oh, and then he makes his foot in mouth comment. Your sister mm-hmm. has made a fortunate alliance. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth's mm-hmm. like, uh, then he's like, awkward. But I don't think she, <laughs> she's just like, whatever. Yeah. She's, she's not offended or anything. She, she's amused. By it's it. like, yeah, okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> Wait until you spend a lot of time with this guy. <laughs> their their house is very cute. It is. And you know, if you're Charlotte, and you're like, I get something? to live in the parsonage. And... Is that considered a cottage? Because it seems rather mm. it's got three stories. Yeah, I don't think it would be a cottage. You would call it the parsonage. Right. Um, and it's covered in roses. It's beautiful. He loves his garden. Mm-hmm. That's one good point about him. <laughs> that exercise is very beneficial. You yes, know? you are a garden fan. <laughs> Are you not, Kristen? I am indeed, although um, I'm bad at it, but I do like it. I can't ever cut my plants back. I think they're funny. I, think, <laughs> I love when they grow real big and I'm like, good for you. And, you know, <laughs> Go get them. I get too little too attacked. I mean, attached. Oh, here are the gals reuniting. Like us at the airport. Yeah, except I came running out and went, oh, my God. <laughs> and hugged you. It wasn't like we just held hands and gazed at each other meaningfully. Uh, you know, if I was on that carriage ride, the first thing I would be doing is like, where's your bathroom? Yeah. You know, like, no, if you're, so if you're a fan of um, the hilarious show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, when her mother comes, it's a musical. Uh-huh. And she opens the door and her mother goes, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? I can't write that bathroom. <laughs> she just has this whole song. Her mother is Jewish and it's very real. <laughs> I suggest you YouTube it because it's hysterical. And then she comes out of the bathroom and goes, you call that a bathroom? <laughs> Shelves in the closet. Happy day. Happy fourth indeed. Um, I mean, you have a shelf in the closet downstairs in the guest room. Yeah, and you didn't even compliment me about it. I used it. <laughs> I put, as soon as you left, I put shit on that shelf. And I was like, well, thank God there's this shelf. Yeah. But that's true because uh, I'm always nervous in a house with a dog when I'm a guest that I will leave something out. Oh, yeah. And the dog will get into it and then I will feel terrible because it's probably something the dog should not be into. So I put my bag, my carry-on, on the shelf. It's perfect. There you go. Um, so yeah, I have to thank Lady Catherine for suggesting shelves in my closet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to only have shelves though. No, you want some hangers. There's yeah. some hangers. In not in that, not in that closet. There's two hangers in that closet. In that closet? Oh, not, no, not, not, not your in closet. closet. <laughs> I thought you were complaining about the lack of hangers. The, Listen, no. my mother-in-law got on my case about hangers in the closet last time she was here. Though I am damn certain. Okay, I didn't say anything about your real closet. I was talking about this closet, which uh, had... They have bees. Excuse me. I know, the huge honeybees. Like the classic honeybee shape. And here we're talking about Mr. Collins and Charlotte being encouraging him to be in his garden as much as possible. Oh, and then she's like... Oh, no, (laughs) Mariah. She's so cute. The cutest little flourishes in this movie that make it enjoyable to watch again and again because you always find... I guarantee you that was that actress... Oh, that, that she, she did that. that she had the idea to do that and, and the director how loved cute it yeah is that? i have no problem believing that she's so funny <laughs> now charlotte has this um lace cap which mm-hmm. i believe is part of the wedding clothes mm-hmm. that that's you what you're saying last time oh sorry did i bring that up no i you had said about the cap and i yeah but i commented on how i didn't know that was considered part of the wedding clothes I think it is I wonder if it's like this self-satisfaction moment when you finally put on the lace cap. Yes, and you're like, like I've made it. I am the mistress of the house. Mm-hmm. 
I'm quite content with my situation. Mm-hmm. So they Except have at night, gross. Can't this have this sort of conversation where there's all this subtext and they're communicating on several levels and they're very self-conscious. Charlotte's self-conscious. I love her little Mariah's little turn here. Oh, yes. She has all this news. Make haste. <laughs> Are the pigs in the garden? What's happened? <laughs> oh, and it is the amazing sight of the sickly, of the sickly Lady Anne Bird. Lady Anne. And Mariah can't even believe her good luck to lay sight, lay eyes on this lady. Someone needs to make like a BuzzFeed article like 10 times Mariah Lucas just can't even. <laughs> and it's all like the time she freaks out in all of her phases. Like, Anne Berg is in the lane and she can't <laughs> She can't even. even. <laughs> And here they are walking up to Rosings, where I'm sure she can't even once again. We should figure out where um, Rosings, where the location was for this and go to that house. Because oh, yeah. it is very beautiful. Yeah. Well, the uh, the shrubbery is also very um, formal and mm-hmm. imposing as well. It suits the house, mm-hmm. suits the character. Oh, this is the dress that I like. The red one. Oh, yes. This is a pretty one. Even just the expression on Mariah's face is very she scared. Looks terrified. <laughs> Sir William kind of does too. Yeah, because well, mm-hmm. I never noticed them before. Mm-hmm. He's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He likes to call himself, you know, he's a Sir William and he has like an impressive house in the neighborhood, but I don't know if he's ever been to a place like this before. Well, he's truly actually, because he talks about it, he's obsessed with it so much, mm-hmm. like people's quality. Oh, and here we are, all are. I assure you, I have no intention of going elsewhere, Lady Catherine. And both of them sort of being... They're so... They're both obsequious in their own way. Collins is ridiculous. But Charlotte also... Politely. Very different. Because she knows there's more favors in Lady Catherine's gift, Mm -hmm. right? You sort of have to wait hand and foot on her. Um, And here we have this, like, meta narration of Lady Catherine being like, your friend seems... Well, she's like me. I narrate things that happen in my life, too. In fact, my brother visited recently, and every time... He is not a demonstrable person. So I would basically be like, Bill's thinking, blah, blah. Or Bill's like, oh. And he looked at me, and he said, you know, I don't actually feel any of the ways you tell me I feel. And I said, I know, but you exist also as a character in my head. So I narrate the Bill in my head. It was very weird. Okay, so I love Judy Dench. I think she does a great job as Lady Catherine, but this chick oh, the, is yes. Lady Catherine in she my head is. forever. There will never be another Lady Catherine. Forever. Uh, Barbara Chancellor or something. She's so good. She's really good. And I love this whole <laughs> scene. I love the setting. Lizzie just keeps talking in her face. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yes. uh, oh, are you still talking? Yes. And she's expressing an opinion. And Lady mm-hmm. Catherine's looking back around. What? Are you still talking? You're daring to add your own opinion? Mrs. Jenkins looks away. She's oh, like, oh, no. And Lizzie tries to get the conversation mm-hmm. going. Sir William, wouldn't you agree? She's trying to actually create a real social situation. This is what I love about Lizzie so much. She knows the rules. And she knows how to make people comfortable. And she wants to have a real conversation. And 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 real company and she's like mariah, so she's oh, mariah to do everybody else can't even believe but lady Catherine ends up really liking lizzie yeah oh yeah that's, that's why thing. she likes her is because yeah. she's novel she's interesting she's different she challenges her because lady Catherine is like mr darcy and yeah. she's very used to everybody kowtowing to her 
And so when the, she finally gets challenged, she finds it just as interesting as Darcy does in yeah. her own way. But I will say, though, that Lizzie doesn't really challenge her in terms of like authority no. or power no. in the room. It's just like we're just, just having a conversation. Just something. And then she squints her eyes yes. at her like, yes. Mm. <laughs> she says it's vicious. about this. I'm Ben Chan. <laughs> yes. Um, They're on the gravel walk. Oh, yeah, another gravel walk. And talking about how beautiful Kent is. And Mariah can't even. <laughs> we have died with the six, six times. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that that's another clue. Like, of course, Lady Catherine's inviting them because she loves Elizabeth being different and new. And here's Mr. Collins being a total, He's winded by running like 20 feet and, and he's like, winded. <gasps> Mr. Tossie has arrived at the plus. There's a lot of making haste. <laughs> even now, even now they are part of They're people of quality and even now. And then Mariah, Mariah, Mariah can't even. She takes off like a shot. Basically, as the one says to Mariah, run. Mariah is just like, she's like the, she's like the Cocker Spaniel that my dad had when we were younger, where if like a bull, if lightning would go off or thunder, she just took off in whichever direction she was pointed in. Mariah is like a Cocker Spaniel. Oh, God. Oh, look who it is, Kristen. It is it, is it's, it Mr. Dawson? It's Colonel Fitzwilliam. Oh, Colonel Fitzwilliam. He's such a great character. I like Colonel they Fitzwilliam. They cast someone handsome, which in the book he's not yeah. supposed to be. I would totally, I'm totally a bit of a Lizzie. I mean, whatever. I love Darcy. But a, a Lizzie, Colonel Fitzwilliam. Shipper. Shipper. Yeah, it would have worked out really well. He's a very genteel, interesting man. He loves interesting He's like all the best things about Wickham, but not yes, in an not a bad dude. Right? He's fond of lively conversation. Um and this you do not find at Rosings Park. <laughs> it must be interesting, too, for Darcy, whose name is Fitzwilliam, and then Colonel Fitzwilliam, whose name is Fitzwilliam. They just hang out. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> so that's the part where Mr. Collins is talking to Darcy, like, kneeling before him. Oh, and Darcy yeah. just stands just up and stands walks away. And walks away. Just not going to obey any forms of politeness whatsoever. And Mr. Collins is, like, vermin to Darcy. He was literally kneeling in front of him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like bending Did over. Did you see the shot to Mariah? Yes. Yeah. All the tension in the room rises and I love Darcy's hair. And this is such a weird scene because Fitz Colonel Fitzwilliams sort of like Look at him. He know no, he knows. Him. He knows exactly. He turns around to what look at Darcy who's just He knows. Look at him. He knows. Well, remember Darcy's been talking about Lizzie to everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel like Fitzwilliam knows the score. He mm. knows that he's in love he's with He's a perceptive her. guy. He's a smart guy. And this is a weird line where she sort of zings Darcy mm -hmm. and he turns around to look at her. I always believe in first impressions in his opinion. His good opinion is lost. His last Because he knows. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, are, you zinged him. <laughs> well, I feel like Fitzwilliam, he, he, the actor is playing it through all of his interactions with Lizzie that she's not in on the joke. Yeah. Because he knows. Yeah, yeah. He, for sure. Um, but it's such a weird line too. Like I always believe in first impressions, and his opinion once lost is lost forever. Mm -hmm. It sort of has a double meaning of my opinion of him mm -hmm. has been lost and is lost forever. So it it's a weird little double entendre there. And I think that's this is when they run into each other. I don't think that's I don't in the woods. Awesome. I think that's Davies. Yes, and they don't. Every time they run into each at Netherfield, where she walks in and he's playing pool, mm -hmm. and now here when they run into each other. 
the tension is such that palpable palpable and he doesn't say a word well this time he's the one who leaves who, who leaves in the first. pool i mean obviously like she had come in the door and so she left but then she stares him down i love that and they're social code has broken down entirely mm -hmm. she doesn't even try to put forth a normal social interaction she's so pissed off at him she's like okay i'm not even gonna try oh she's wearing the green dress this is a piano scene yeah. it's my favorite scene of all time and colonel fitzblame is sitting next to her i love that green dress with that yeah. lace overlay we said that last time hey <laughs> what if somebody forgot that I love green dress. I remember she loves the, the white dress with the, the green inset and the bodice. And we have our beautiful piano playing. We'll never play really well. Shut up, you bitch. I know in the book it says Mr. Darcy looks a little ashamed of his yeah. aunt's So Mariah's pink dress looks a lot like Lydia's. It really does. Uh, I mean, her, Mariah's her, is yellow. yellow. But that must have, yeah, That must have been like a popular... Design. Yeah. Or at least the costume designer was like, hey, I'll just use this pattern twice. <laughs> well, it is it is very youthful looking, right? It, With it like is. the polka dot it's kind adorable. of. Yeah. It's, yeah. And if I'd ever learned to play, I'd be a true professional. Yeah. True That's like, it's so easy to be like, if I'd ever decided to do this thing, I'd be great at it. I would be great at it. I mean, she gets away with this, just like Darcy. No one ever challenges them. Okay, this scene is fantastic. Like yeah. this verbal sparring. This is the one where mom and I disagreed so much on the, oh, uh, and the interpretation meaning. of the line. Yeah. My courage always rises. Every attempt to intimidate me. Oh, snap. Yeah. You just said express opinions that are not your own. It's very ingenerous of him. Mm -hmm. And then Colonel Fitzwilliam is always Look, I love when he sits along. back. He's, he's like, I'm just going to watch. Yes. I'm going to just watch. He's, he's like, got the popcorn. <laughs> yes, I've got the popcorn. He's the popcorn gift. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He totally is. He just sits back and watches the fireworks. <laughs> oh, and this, this, I should dearly love to know how he behaves among strangers. It's such a great line, too, because they're, they're, once again, acknowledging openly that he has no social skills. And Darcy's the worst. And 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 Darcy's going to try to make an excuse for himself. But he's not afraid of her, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Aww, afraid of He you. does look a little ashamed. Yeah. He does. He mm -hmm. does. And he's trying to put forth I love how she plays and punctuates yes. what she's saying here. And this little lift almost yeah. sounds like a question to me. Mm -hmm. Do, 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 do. I'm, I have not that He's so talent. awkward. I love how people are watching. They're like, can you guys, like, we're watching it right now. We don't need <laughs> yeah, to just say it. We can see. You don't need to narrow. I'll play it back there. But it's, I do not play this instrument so well as I should wish to. Always suppose that to be my own Trouble. But it's such a sh I don't want to talk over it. It's so good. It's so good. But I guess we have to. Okay, so no one admitted to the pleasure of hearing you could think anything wanting. We neither of us performed to strangers. Well, it was the line, you've employed your time much better, that you and your mom were having that disagreement over. Yes. It's the most cryptic, cryptic passage in the entire I book. think that he's saying, like, you play great, even though you haven't. You play really, you didn't have to put a lot of time into it. You play very well. Yes, because it's a part, I, I think what he's saying is, it's a part of you that's special to you, but you hold it back for situations that really matter to you. Oh, and that was not my interpretation. He's drawing an analogy 
between her and himself. Yeah. He holds himself oh. back until things are really in situations where he feels comfortable and are really oh. important to him. Okay. Well, in this case, Kristen, yes, you did say something very brilliant. So you. <laughs> yes. I always thought when I was much younger that he was insulting her, but what's, I now know that is not the case. What's fascinating about Darcy is how he has constructed an Elizabeth in his head. He's watched her behavior, thinks he understands her, yeah. thinks he knows exactly what's going on with her, and she's gonna she's about to surprise him once again, you know. Well, this is the awkward sitting moment. Yes. Right? Well, I mean, it, you yeah. Know, within the next few scenes, but yeah, yeah, he comes to see her, uh, to talk to her. He can't stay away, you know. After that, look piano scene, at that wallpaper. It was so electric. Um, wallpaper is crazy. Yes, and now she's about to leave the trouble of finding a subject to him. I do uh, like, um, I love the camera work in the scene where we pull back and see them sitting there awkwardly. Yeah, awkwardly. And he's just got his hat on his knee. He just like seems, Colin Firth always seems very comfortable in his body. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes, he's he's got a physicality mm -hmm. to him. Yeah. Um, gosh, well, he's a, also like eight feet tall. What a cool drink of water. <laughs> we now pause the movie commentary <laughs> for Kristen and Margaret to... <sighs> <sighs> and now they're making chit chat about Netherfield and sort of sparring about that, where she's got a hidden hidden meaning with him. Everything is hidden meanings. Mm -hmm. All their conversations, you know, like, well, I should not be surprised if he were to give it up. Oh my god, I love the part. We haven't done it yet, but the part where he says, "You would not always be want to live so close to Longbourn." Oh, I think yes. It's like, oh my god, like, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, even the comments about Netherfields, um, she's sort of needling him. Because she knows. Oh, yeah. 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 And now they're mm -hmm. talking about prudential lights and good matches and the distance from the family. This is like very much a privilege thing, I think. To him, 50 miles oh, yeah. is nothing. I have my own coach. Yeah, whatever. Like, but it's 50 miles of good road. I'll oh, just yeah. get my driver. Yeah, and, and she's like, like uh, yeah. okay, I have to switch carriages three times <laughs> to get here. <laughs> I have to travel post or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, and he looks and she her. can't And she can't travel on her own. Right. And he looks at her so earnestly when he says, you would not wish to be always there mm -hmm. Longbourn. And then she's he's thinking of him as a savior. He's thinking of him as sweeping down, carrying her off, her off from Longbourn. Is she really not under, I don't know. Do you, th she, she definitely plays confused. it where she's confused. She doesn't know why he's but asking her she that. Know, she thinks that he has no social skills and that he's yeah. just an awkward dude and that whatever comes out of his mouth is just going to be bizarre. Well, she thinks awkward. they hate each other. Yes. And also that they hate each other. And so- why would he come here and yeah. say all these weird things? But then in the book, she sort of concludes, well, men, gentlemen cannot always be within doors. And he wanted to go out visiting. Yeah. But yes, but that whole exchange, um, I just, I just, I just know he's constructing an idea of her and what she wants. And yeah. he thinks what she wants is to be lifted out. Yeah. And which she, she kind of does. I mean, to be fair, she kind of does, but it's also her family, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't be crapping all over her family. And also she just ran into Colonel Fitzwilliam. And you know who I bet Colonel Fitzwilliam is a ton of fun at weddings. Oh yeah, the way he it's walked over, Miss Bennett, and he like the kind walks of over to her, pulls you onto the dance yeah. floor. Yeah, he'll be dancing. He doesn't care if he looks stupid. You know, I went to my boss's wedding, which was, and then I drank wine, which was a questionable decision. And he's not a dancer, and the bride was on the dance floor, also having a great time with her girlfriends. And I went to the bride, and I was like, "Where is Jonathan?" And she's like, "I don't know." So I went over and I grabbed him and I yanked him, and I was like, "Come dance with your wife." 
He's like, I'll be there in a second. I was like, I don't want to hear your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm still employed. (laughs) It was was quite a moment. This reminds me of a recent wedding I went to um, for some dear friends of mine. And when the, um, the only single person in the entire wedding was the groom's brother. Who didn't dance? No, he did dance. He was great. He was a lovely guy. Oh, okay. He, but like, I'm not exaggerating. There was one single person at this wedding and it was him. What? I <laughs> automatically felt really bad for him because I've been in that situation. Yeah. So I decided it would be a good guy to catcall him when he got up for his. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in, the, I'm in the very back of the room, like at, the, at this table and he gets up there and I'm like, team Kevin, we love you, Kevin. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the <laughs> him <laughs> also he's a big goofy guy so he thought it was funny. Oh, okay like he's into making jokes he dropped an f-bomb during his oh, toast. toast also i was we'd have a i'd never seen so much food and drink at a wedding before so for the, all the listeners who actually care about this movie oh yeah right what what's happening we, i thought this was a lifestyle podcast we just learned from Colonel Fitzwilliam, that yes, indeed, it was Darcy who separated Jane. Right. And oh, Lane. that's when she gets her sudden and headache. Elizabeth has a sudden head- headache, and she is pissed. Oh, she's so pissed. Uh, I kind of love though that he does come and propose to her because it gives her the opportunity to, to just really go and say. Him. And it's the most emotionally charged time he could come and propose yeah. to her when these feelings are so. She fresh. does look terrible. She's so angry. They made her look really pale. She's very pale. Yeah, she really does look like she has a headache. They fair. did a good yeah. job of making her. Yeah. Look- and Mr. Collins is very like, I am sure Lady Catherine will not be angry. Well, fuck you, dude. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Because I'm And they sick. didn't have any aspirin back then. No. Like, what do you do? You just got to sit there. And here she is perusing all of Jane's letters and seeing a want of cheerfulness, which had been used to characterize her style. But what's that, Kristen? And the bell ring at the door. Ring at the bell. And she stands up to make herself all presentable. Who could it be? Maybe it's Colonel Fitzwilliam. Come to inquire nope. after my health. Nope. Oh, my God. Oh. He's so frazzled here, yeah, too. Yeah, his, his hair is all messed up, and he's he's in that blue coat. He's, Do you think that this was a last-minute decision when she didn't show up to Rosings, and he got worried about her? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go. I think it may have even been hinted that she was wanting his – proposals and so maybe he thought she was creating oh, an opportunity I never for him to visit that her alone based on their last discussion i mean he's so oblivious that might be something he actually he just kind of storms in there looking like so frazzled and then he like i don't know what to do and i just thought maybe he was really worried about her yeah no but yeah but it's it's both of those things oh, i so think good here he just has to he's go to her. Pacing. He has an opportunity. He has to and seize sitting. it. And, and like, he's, oh, he's, I, do you know? I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. Everyone out there, y'all know that you rewound and watch this. Oh, scene. yeah. And over and over and over oh, and over yeah. and over. And just his physicality mm-hmm. and the way he just paces the room and his face, looks at her in his face. And it's, it, imagine sitting in the same room with him and being like, dude, what are you doing? Here it is. His feelings won't be repressed. Maggie, they just won't be repressed. How ardently I love and admire. And her face. Uh, that she's like shocked where she doesn't know where to look. And um, this is like my face when I watched the Lost finale. <laughs> oh, what? And it's like, I cannot believe this bullshit right now. And now she can't even believe it. Her eyes are just fastened yeah. on his face when he's like saying all this insane crap. And he's reprehensible. Thinks, yes. A rational man. I cannot regard it. But it's worst like self, you know, like, yes, worst proposal ever. It really is But terrible. he still thinks they're playing the game. 
He's I think he living, thinks this is super romantic. He's yes, now a passionate admiration in regard. No, that's sweet. He really is laying it all out on the line. I guess that is romantic. I mean, you can see it in his face. I mean, he's making a very personal disclosure. And he, he does say, I'm begging you. That he's sort of embarrassed about. But at the mm -hmm. same time, he knows she's going to say yes because he still thinks they're playing the game. And she's not going to play. She's not, yes, she's not even going to ex express a sense of obligation. She cannot. I cannot. And that face that he's like what is happening he stopped breathing he sort of um wobbles a little bit like he can't even believe shifts that's because weight. he stopped like, breathing you can yeah. see that colin Firth, the actor did not breathe there Stop breathing like what is happening and she's very civil like I, I'm she starts off civil it's only I'm, when he kind of lays into her yeah. that she lets him have it back yes and he's like why am the why is this all the reply i'm supposed to respect he still thinks yeah I'm playing what the a game. dick i but, do say this is actually one of the scenes i really enjoy i know you hated pride and prejudice and zombies but when they fight they oh, yeah. actually fight yeah, i yeah. dug that i thought that was cool. yeah it was funny that was a good scene in pride and prejudice and zombies but he calls her yeah, and then uncivil. he's civil, and then he's like, "You owe me more," and she doesn't owe him yeah, anything. Come on, dude. Yes, exactly. You owe me more. He still has. Such it's this, very gross and like toxic masculinity bullshit. Yes, bold, not toxic masculinity yeah. bullshit, and he his high opinion of himself yeah. and his self importance, which really needs to be crushed. I mean, that is not okay. She crushes it, and that needs to happen. I mean, mm -hmm. that is really not okay. This attitude that he has where she owes him. He's the means of ruining the happiness of a most beloved sister. I'm glad she got to say that to his face and mm -hmm. accuse him. Because right now we're all angry at him about that. The too. problem, though, is that neither of them, like, he's super defensive and she gets super defensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, neither of them are. And then when he writes the letter, then he can kind of lay it out. Yes. But he still is like, well, I don't have any wish to deny it. Yeah. It was awesome. He retreats into arrogance and sort of br brusqueness. They're both just trying to score against each yes, other. Yes, now they're just trying to score. And and he says that towards him, I've been kinder than towards myself, which is such a bitchy thing yeah. to say. Okay, but I like the part where he like is like, oh, Wickham. Yeah, his fortunes have been great indeed. But, you know... I love he's you reduced him to his current state of poverty and his face. He's his like, face, oh, like, are yeah. you kidding me mm -hmm. with this right now? Oh, sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now oh, this whole scene is so good. They must have had so much fun working on this too. And he is, and he's so defensive. My faults by this calculation are heavy. They both just draw out so much great stuff from this. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, and it's amazing to think they recorded this as one of the early scenes they recorded. Really? Yes, and uh, which was not ideal. Oh but my they god! But it's so good. Yeah. They, well, I bet they workshopped a lot. I bet they rehearsed and workshopped yes. a lot of this before they started filming. This is the most one of the most important scenes. Yeah. I mean, the whole like the whole show, like developing the characters and the relationships. Yes, and here he's disguised of every sort as my abhorrence, which. Mm -hmm. Oh, this the shot here oh, where well, he's just like looming about. over her, spouting vitriol at her, yes. and she's just like has to take it. Yes, and she looks out the window and mm -hmm. shows her back to him. And now she's gonna you can see him more gentleman like manner, rake him over the coals. He flinches when he says that. When yes, says when that. she says that gentleman like manner. And here she's about to drop a truth bomb. Mm -hmm. You were the last man in the world whom I could ever marry. You know too oh. that the that maid is right outside that door. So I know. She's like, oh my god, you guys! She's oh. like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in this house. 
It's so sweet. Do you know what, though? I joke about it, but that is probably like, where do these rumors come from that he had proposed to her? And like, how does that get? It's probably <gasps> yes. because they're yelling at each other. People Maggie, totally heard that. Holy crap. I love that freaking theory that the servants heard this and they are the ones who are going to gossip and say, okay. And she's like, okay, so you know, oh the, you know, Lady Catherine's nephew, that hot guy. Yeah. I totally heard him propose yeah, to this girl that nobody sister. knows. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and here's the end of the episode. But I just have to say when she scathingly rakes him over the coals, he does not get furious. Instead, you can tell he's actually a good person under well, all it hurts. It, he flinches. It hurts. Yes, it hurts him. But instead of being enraged and like yeah. physically threatening her or something, he goes back to being the gentleman. Do you think that's though like that's how you did? Yes, yeah, like he it would not have been appropriate. For no, him no, of course him. not. But but the, kind of, the whole conversation they but, had just now was inappropriate. But but men of that time had were so entitled. That's true. And, you know, if and then really egotistical men, you know, he could, <laughs> no, 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 he no. could have like gotten right up to her and, and, and then been, like almost like and, threatening and or, continued yeah. to escalate. But instead, he de-escalates because yeah. uh, because he's a gentleman, but also because he's a good person. He realizes that she's right. She's right it's yeah. in some manner. She, he's shocked, but he realizes he needs to take stock mm-hmm. of his own stuff. Okay, Kristen, we have to keep going. We have to keep go- keep going. Should we go ahead and end this episode? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I feel like we're leaving you all hanging because yes, that was so good that, that we're so doing good. episode by episode. Um, but this is – we'll just end the episode here. And so we will give Kate another shout-out. Thank you so much, Kate. I will share – your webpage on our Facebook. Thank you so much for the theme song. I love it. I hope you all love it too. Yes. I hope you all love it too. And if you will just um, hold on one second, because we had a reader What's email. In the Wheat Chief. In the Wheat Chief. We had someone uh, reach out to us um, a long time ago, Colleen, who asked me a question and then I never actually addressed it. Um Yes. Okay. It's also about the good-natured gossiping Lucas. Oh yeah. She. Oh no. Colleen beat me. She said all the rumors seem to have origins of neighbors or. Yes. So I'll I'll save this until we get to the end, but we'll we'll talk about it then. Okay, Colleen, we got your answer, your question, and we promise we will answer it. Yes. Also, keep start stop coming up with all the good theories before I get there. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of takes away. Yes. Anything else from uh, the uh, what is it that what is it that uh. Colonel Fitzwilliam says it would reduce the oh the honor of my, my cousin's triumph. Yeah, basically. stop reducing the honor of my triumph, y'all. Yeah, um, yep. So thank you for listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. We are gonna go right on and um, right on and record another one. Although I might not post them both at the same time. She's so just gross. such a tease. Yeah, I know. Just to keep everybody with more stuff coming, you know. So anyway, um, all right. We have delighted you long enough for now. Bye. Bye.